Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks post-game podcast. The Hawks lose 4-3 to the Florida Panthers in Florida. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for being here. Make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube page as well. Same deal on your favorite podcast app. Follow, subscribe, rate, review, all that great stuff. It all helps. It all takes less than five seconds to do. So uh, do us that solid and uh, do all those things for us. If you can like it, if you can smash it, if you can subscribe to it, if you can rate it, do it. Five stars all the way. We appreciate it every time you do. So a 4-3 loss. The Hawks entered this game, as we discussed in the pregame show, pretty shorthanded. Jared Tenorti is on injured reserve. Taylor Hall, Andreas Athanasiu didn't play. And, fellas, and we sort of were starting to preview this game, we talked about, well, you know, they're really outclassed in terms of talent, and it showed early. The Panthers were all over the Hawks uh, pretty much from Jump Street. Yeah, this game was really never felt as close as the score was, even when it was tied. It was like, okay, Connor Bedard has made two amazing plays to keep this game tied get the game tied rather twice um but it was it was all panthers uh the entire game how many times were they hemmed in their own zone um arvid soderbloom was an adventure today at best yeah um made some timely saves but also was just fighting it um in, in incredibly <clears throat> all over the place uh in goal but i mean you kept it close. You, you you were mere inches away from a Tyler Johnson, you know, potential game tying uh, chance as the in the dying seconds. Uh, it's it's against an opponent like the Panthers. This kind of game is pretty much um, the best you could you could ask for, short of a win. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this pretty much the Panthers picked up right where they left off last Saturday. Like, the Blackhawks dominated the first period and the Panthers owned the final 40 minutes. Yeah. And they held on because Peter Mrazek was fantastic. They... Nothing changed between last Saturday and this afternoon. They uh, they just took it to them. Got that early goal. But to the Hawks' credit, they tied the game three separate times in this game. This could have been... Uh, a lot worse, but they showed some resiliency. This they this reminded me so much of so many of the games we saw last season, where you knew the talent gap. You know, when you don't have Taylor Hall and you don't have Andreas Athanasiu, and you you replace them with Reese Johnson and Boris Kachuk, yeah, your offense, your scoring chances are going to go way down. Uh, thank God, Connor Bedard just said, "Screw it." I do it myself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he pretty much did. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about that. That kid is just incredible. But you had it. You know, you, you were fighting it. You were right there at the end. You gave up two power play goals, but <clears> not on the four-minute double minor that, you know, uh, Felino got for sticking up for Bedard. Um, and we're, I'm sure we're going to get into more on Soderblom. Yes, he kept the Hawks in the game. Man, is he shaky out there? Yeah, he's not the same goaltender he was or has been in the past. We heralded him so much about his positioning and his calmness in the net, and he didn't have any of that today. And hasn't had today. much of it. So I know Kaylee Chelios kept trying to tell us that oh, he's been so good today. 
He's you been know. he's been lucky. He was more lucky than good. Like he was swimming in his crease. He was out of position. Had to dive to get back to make a few saves. Mm-hmm. If his positioning was sound, he wouldn't have had to make so many of those sprawling saves. He was like Jim Edmonds. I'm going to play real shallow <laughs> so I can dive and make a great <laughs> make the highlight real catch. catch. Yeah. Where if you're just into the, you know, we, I compared him at one point last year to Corey Crawford just because he's so compact in the net and so little movement. Yeah. That's a different guy out there right now. And I don't know if it's between the ears or is it just, you know, he's having trouble picking up the puck until it's on him. I don't know for sure, but um, he was he made some saves. He kept the team in the game, but he also made me very nervous every single time the puck went towards him. Yeah, just consistently losing his crease. And look, I, I see what Kelly Chelios was saying. She's seeing him make some outstretched passes, some saves rather, where he's doing the splits and making a kick save and all those yeah. things. And he did make a handful of those. But some of the goals he let in were, that first goal was, what are we doing here? That first what goal, are you looking at? First goal was rough. He had the ba- he has back turned to the shooter. Yeah, and then the right. other one, was it the Verhage goal? Where he was like kind of out doing the splits, and then instead of like popping back up and hugging the post, he tried to like shuffle back into the net from the split position. Yeah. Just for me, it looks like a guy who is very much questioning his abilities. And the and the, the game winning goal was a goal it was a puck that he had two chances to absorb the rebound on and couldn't do it. Right. Um, so, you know. There's there, there's a lot of things that go into play like that. Sure, you could have been tying up sticks at the net. You could have been clearing out, but the puck hits you in the chest. That should be it. You want to you want to be able to eat those up. Yeah. So um, it's definitely, you know, I'm not writing the kid off. I still think he's got a lot of a talent and a lot of ability. I think he's got to get whatever he's fighting with. If it's between his own ears or if it's physical, it's got to work through that. But uh, beginning of the year, we all sat sat here and said. We all predict that Soderblom is going to have more starts between him and Morazic at the end of the season. I don't know if those are, that prediction is coming. Yeah, true. right Long now, long way I'm to go, and Morazic's injury history plays into that prediction in the first place. But we all thought Soderblom was going to eventually outplay Morazic, and so far, it's the exact opposite. Yep, I agree with that. All right, as we do every game, we let you vote for the fourth star of the game. Your three stars. Number three, Florida defenseman Oliver ekman Larson had a goal and an assist. Number two star of the game, Connor Bedard with a pair of dazzling goals. I know everyone's watching that first one with the stick lift and the roof shot, but watch closely on that goal. second goal where he, it gets flipped up in the air. He's driving the net against ekman Larson. The puck goes you know, an inch or two off the ice, and Bedard literally bats it in goal uh, past Sergei Bobrovsky. Insane. Unbelievable. Just insane. Uh, number one star of the game, Sam Reinhart with two goals and two assists. So the nominees for four star of the game, Seth Jones with one assist, 25-37 of ice time, four shots on goal, four hits, and two blocks. Nick Foligno, plus one, 19-39 of ice time, Two shots, two hits. I know we're going to get to Nick later in the game. One mugging of Dimitri Kulikov. Yes, and we gave one to Lucas Reichel, who picked up an assist on a very nice pass. He was a plus one. Um, that line early with, on, that he line looked really with him solid. and Dickinson and Radish, they were clicking tonight. It was working. Today. It was certainly working. And I know you look at the the line for Reichel, and it's not super impressive. But that line when they were on the ice was dangerous. They were Taylor Radish had five shots on goal and two more shot attempts. So that line was generating some stuff. Yeah, you look at the sheet, Reichel didn't do much, but 
He was engaged in the defensive zone, making things happen in the offensive zone. He looked good, and I, I hope we're starting to see him work out of this. I'm, I'm telling you, as soon as he dents the net, I feel like you might see a hot streak from Michael coming because you know yeah. every game that goes by, um, you know that confidence is taking a little bit of a hit. But let's focus on Seth Jones here. Last game he played 31 minutes and could barely scratch a vote for the for the start for start of the game. <laughs> he was absolutely dynamite in this game. Everywhere in the third period, the last half of the third period, he was doing pretty much everything himself. That last shift with the empty net, he was diving in front of pucks to keep him in the zone. Yeah. You know, taking the puck end to end, he was doing everything he could to get this game tied. I know people don't like the contract, but damn it, start watching the guy play. Yeah. He is a factor. I read the numbers again, but 25-37, four shots, four hits, two block shots. He is a huge factor in every game he plays. No, is he perfect? No. No giveaways. He's playing That's out of his mind. Good. The last two games, he has been terrific. We, we were talking about it. Um, we were talking about it. Uh, before the game, we were talking about. I just saw that. Uh, we, we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yes, my, Michael is a little. Michael Evans is it just me? Is the studio darker? We were, our, we were. We were trying to figure that out. Our show was we delayed for about five There's, minutes. It's very shadowy in here because of it's a weird time of day. Uh, the weird time yeah. of day and everything. It's not. Yeah, it's uh, it the is, sunlight it does appear and to be a little. Dark. I'm just glad it's not only me that noticed no, that. Yeah, it's just a dark cloud <laughs> hovering over Jay. Apparently, maybe because. That's that's funny. Who's your what else today? is new? Hey, don't spoil it. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But uh, oh, what the hell we were talking about? Oh, yeah, Seth Jones. Seth Jones, yeah. We sat down here, when we got here today, this morning, the Jay Woodcroft news had just come out of Edmonton, and he'd gotten fired. And, and Dave Manson, who was in charge of the defense, got fired too, which, mm -hmm. yes, their defense sucks. What would you rather have? Like I said, are people complaining as much in Edmonton about Darnell Nurse's contract as Blackhawk fans do about Seth Jones? Yes. Because Darnell Nurse <laughs> is making $250,000 less than Seth Jones, and that dude not nearly as good as Seth Jones. Not even close. Yeah. So I, I've just, I'm so tired of the whole contract stuff. And every, every post game we get in there, one of the first comments we always see, somebody always wants, oh, Seth Jones this, or Seth Jones needs to be taken off of that. Watch! The freaking game. Yeah, the seriously. dude is the best defenseman we have all around on this team. He was all last season. He is again this season. Just get over what he's getting paid because you're not the one signing the checks. The salary cap is not a thing right now for the Hawks. There are no, no concerns about it. And just enjoy the fact that you have this guy on your team who is a world-class defenseman who is busting his ass every single game. Yep. Yeah, we talk about the give a fuck meter. Like it was high today for Seth Jones, and it usually is. Like he's, he, I think he knows the role that he plays on this team, where he's going to be one of the go-to guys, and has been basically since he got here, uh, especially this season. Outside of you know Bedard and and whatnot, uh, the offense is is gonna a lot of it is gonna go through him, and I think he's taking this season as a chance to uh, to really you know, take ownership of, of that responsibility. And, and I think over the last few years, uh, since being in Chicago, like he's gotten progressively better and better as, as time has gone on. And I think this year he's, you know, he didn't sign this contract with, with the team to be in a rebuild mode, nope. but he's here and he's making the best of it. And I think now that you have, you know, some, uh, 
uh, some light shining through with the the young players there, Korchinski, Bedard, Reichel, etc. I think he's he's building off of that, and I think that that is probably a, a little bit of a motivating factor to you know take his game to to another level that we've seen him be able to do before. So um, it's it, it's great to see him playing at this level. It's great to find. It's great to as as much as we've kind of been pounding for it the last you know season and change. Uh, it's great to see that I, I think you know our the fan base and kind of represented in our chat and in what we see on, on, on social media and stuff. It seems like more and more Blackhawks fans are turning a corner on Seth Jones and the you know the complaining about him has has lessened uh, over the last season or so. Uh, I'm trying Glenn to look. Said, I'm trying to look it up here between Darnell Nurse and, and Seth Jones uh, when they signed their contracts and how they've been. They both signed him in 2021. I'm looking at it here. Uh, was it the same year? I'm not sure. I think it was the same year. Um, well, I'm looking it up. Glenn is uh, ranting about Seth Jones in the chat here, and, and it, it, towards the bottom there, Stephen, he says, uh, the output is not worth the contract. Say the same thing when it's his contract. It's going to hold the Hawks back from signing someone more important. Look at reality, when, fellas. When is Look, that man, happen? here's the deal. There's nothing you can do about it. The guy who signed a deal is out of hockey temporarily, probably. Hopefully but he's right. out of hockey right now. The cap is going up big next year and potentially also the following year. He's here. You're not going to find someone to take on eight years of Seth Jones right now. So you can either bitch about it for the next whatever 82 times eight is every night and waste your breath and go nuts about it. Or you can enjoy the fact that the Hawks have a world-class defenseman leading this rebuild still with a bunch of good hockey in front of him, not behind him, and a guy who has, instead of saying, F this, I didn't sign up for this, I'm going to come and mail it, mail it in every night because I want to be with a winner, and that's what I was told I was going to be with when I came here. He has embraced this role as a leader on a young team. He is every night playing at least 24 minutes. He played 31 minutes the other night. You've got so many important young dis- defensemen in this system that can learn from Seth Jones and Ethan Del Mastro and Nolan Allen and Kevin Korczynski and Alex Vlasic and all these young guys that we see as part of the future of this organization, they've got him right there. You've got Connor Bedard learning from a guy who was a high draft pick with massive expectations beginning his NHL career right out of the draft. There are so many good things that Seth Jones provides. He's still going to give you, what, 40, 45 points? He's going to be your leader on the ice and off what do you want? He's not going to give you 100 points like Eric Carlson. But I'll tell you what, if I'm up one nothing or 2 nothing, and the game's late, I'll take Seth Jones on the ice a thousand times over Eric Carlson. Yeah, It's just, to me, and I'm not, not to be personal with Glenn, but the Seth Jones hate is the laziest shit that I hear from Chicago hockey fans. It is the laziest opinion you can possibly have yeah. that Seth Jones sucks and is overpaid. Watch a game. Watch what the guy contributes. He, yes, he's paid a million dollars too much. A million bucks? Big deal. And by the time the Hawks are ready to compete and win again, the cap will be up enough, and $9 million for Seth Jones is not going to be this like detrimental contract. If you look at the, uh, I believe the data was from uh, Sportico, uh, and NHL franchise values increased across the board year over year 
uh, from last year to this year, uh, 31%. So franchise values are going up. More money is getting into the league. Mm-hmm. That, will, uh, that will translate to the salary cap jumping. So the money is not going to be a problem. And for $9.5 million, uh, you could do a lot worse than Seth Jones as your number one defenseman. And, yeah, I think, you know, the, the, the complaints about him, when he first got here, he was a, a he was thrown into a, a new a new team with a massive contract that had big expectations that fell completely flat on their face. And sure, was his play part of it? Yeah. But I, I think with everything happening on and off the ice, there's a lot of bad from that. There's a lot yeah, of bad the from that. Fell season. flat on her face. Let's and, be honest. and you had uh, a coach with a defensive system that doesn't work in the NHL unless you have basically Kale McCarr out, out on the ice, which the Blackhawks didn't. So it, it's there was a ton to overcome for him uh, as a player. Then, since then, especially since, uh, and I think you could point it to when Luke Richardson took over as head coach, things have looked better for him and, and for the defensive uh, uh, grouping as a whole. So yeah, I I think the 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 hate on him I think is just it's an it's an old take. You definitely have to look at what has happened over the past two seasons since he's since he's been here. Well, season and, and, and change since he's been here. It's it's been exponentially better, and especially since the All Star break last year, he yeah. completely flipped into a, into a different player. Um, and he's uh, he's been he's been worth he's been worthy of the number one defenseman role. And you look at a guy like Kevin Korchinski who has a lot of the similar uh, characteristics that Seth Jones had when he came into the league, you know, a, a good skating offensive defenseman. Um, that's a perfect guy for him to to uh, learn from and, you know, get some NHL pointers from and play alongside. Like, I, I think it's it's a good situation for Ke- uh, Korchinski to be in. Seth Jones compared to Darnell Nurse since they signed their contracts. Both happened in 2021. Uh, Jones has played four or less games, 160 two to nurses 166 he has 11 more points 93 overall to 82 <laughs> he is he's killing him on the golf course uh a minus 78 to a plus 41 for uh uh seth jones to darnell nurse Ross but <laughs> playing with playing a majority of your five on five minutes with connor bedard will, will uh, or connor mcdavid uh will help darnell nurse and it'll probably help uh jones when playing with connor bedard over the course of his years Half as many penalty minutes, uh, even strength points, or I'm sorry, even strength, yeah, even strength points, uh, basically the same power play points, uh, vast advantage for Seth Jones. He's also averaging more ice time. So, I mean, it, it, like, outside of the plus minus, which is a stat that's... It's a team stat. It's a team, it's, it's yep. a team stat. It's like wins for a quarterback. Um I mean, they're they're pretty even, but Jones has been a little bit more productive. So, I don't know. I'd like to get the temperature of Edmonton fans on on Darnell Nurse. And Seth Jones hasn't gotten a coach fired this year. <laughs> no, he did first not, year. Not this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't have nothing to do with getting that coach fired the first no, time. No, no, that was, that was all right. We've bad. we've we've gone off on a and, large Seth Jones yes. tangent. It's my fault. I'm raising the hand, pointing the thumb, whatever you want to do. We got a bunch of super chats to get to, so let's knock those out. Then we'll take a break. Then let's get into the Bedard stuff a little bit with both the two goals he scored and the hit he took from Dmitry Kulikov and the responses thereafter. Uh, first of all, I want to shout out the skateboarding crucible. 
Says, been waiting to actually see a Blackhawks game live over here in Sweden. Hey. Bedard made the wait worth it. What a talent. Thank awesome. you, Crucible. Save that effort just for you. Seth, with a $10 super chat, not Jones, uh, <laughs> says, what are the odds Bedsy breaks the rookie scoring record? Oh. The talk with Richardson about aggressiveness has seemed to work. The rookie scoring record is uh, 76, 76 goals. goals by Timu Salon. Yeah, that's he's tough. He's going to need a lot more of these two-goal games. Yeah, he's on a 56-goal pace right now, which would be uh, second amongst NHL rookies in history, which is pretty damn special. Yes. Uh, but I don't know if he's going to break Solani's record. Steven, with a $5 super chat, Thanks, says Steven. Florida's efforts were tied directly to last week's game. They were not going to lose both games this season to the Hawks. That's yeah. fair. Yeah. Um, McBaconator says, I'm tired of having to even mention the refs in any capacity while talking about a game. The Hawks lost for many reasons, but another multi-goal game today for Bedard is awesome. He says, Jones, worst contract ever. It's not. Yeah, you, 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 you had me until that last line. <laughs> we'll take your money, though. Thanks. Thanks for uh, Windy City Hockey, two dollars says, Jones said, hop on my back in the third and let's work. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, RJK with a $10 super chat. He says Zaitsev didn't score, but CHGO rocks. So here's a super chat. Anyway, he awesome. pledged $50 pregame if hey. Zaitsev scored. So we'll take, a, we'll take a $10 super chat. Yeah, Thank you, fine. RJK. Zaitsev uh, didn't lead to anything bad happening. I didn't even realize he was on the ice yeah. most of the game. And which that's is sometimes okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he played 11.59, which is more than I thought. Uh, and then <laughs> we have the last one comes from Edward First and says... Connor Murphy's contract bothers me more than Seth Jones. I want him Why? gone. Connor Murphy makes four point four million. What's wrong with Connor Murphy? That's pocket change. Yeah, and for what he brings, and that his, is pocket change. And it's only good through next year too. And no, he's got three years left. Three, this uh, and this plus two. Okay, well he's not hurting anybody. And uh, yeah, he's had a rough start to this season. Yeah, he looks like he's lost a half a step out there. He's thirty. He's getting beat out wide a lot. He's such an old man. Thirty. Um, well, thirty with back issues. That's Murphy? Oh, yeah. He's had back issues big time. But four and a half million a year, that's not hurting anything. And here's another thing oh. about people, and then we'll, we'll, we'll hit a break here. But, you know, worrying about future salary cap problems. I know we're so conditioned that we're always going to be up against the cap. And we've got some exciting young players who are eventually going to get need to get paid. But as far as on the back end goes, if these young defensemen that are in Rockford and coming up through the system and Vlasic and Kaiser and Korchinski are all hitting, that means you've got four, six of your starting defensemen on entry-level deals or bridge deals. Mm -hmm. You're not giving Kevin Korchinski $10 million a year on his second contract. No, no, You're no. not. So you've got time before you're starting to shell out the bucks on the back end. It's not going to prevent anybody from from – signing a big free agent in 2025. The Blackhawks are in the best salary cap space of any team in this league. So I know we're preconditioned. We have Stockholm syndrome when it comes to the salary cap. It's okay right now, and it's going to remain okay. I, I don't think Kyle Davidson is a, is a general manager that's going to just completely screw his salary cap just because he can't. He's not Ken Holland. As it stands right now, uh, when Kevin Korchinski's second contract would kick in, the only player under contract currently uh, defenseman for the Blackhawks is Seth Jones. So flexibility is going to be. There. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Connor Murphy had back surgery in the summer of 2018. Okay. So gotcha. don't, don't start sweating the salary cap until like 2026. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. 
there's no reason to worry about things that we have no idea how they're going to happen right now. You have a four and a half million dollar Nikita Zaitsev coming off your books at the end of this year, if not sooner. Um, Peter Vlasic's Vla- contract's coming off the books. Tyler Johnson's yeah. contract is coming off the Vlasic books. Vlasic and Phillips are due new deals uh, going into next season. I would think both of them get it. Probably. I mean, Vlasic for sure. Yeah. And then defensively, Philip Roos, thank you for your service. Uh, <laughs> Dalmasho and Allen, they're on their ELCs until the end of 2026. Yeah. Uh, you got Louis Crevier, needs a deal at the end of the season. He'll probably get a two, Sam Renzel hasn't even signed his entry. Sam Renzel is, is in a dorm in Minnesota. Yeah, like, like, don't worry. It's, it's um, all good. Yeah, it's we, Defensively, the money, you have plenty of time to, to figure it all out. And offensively, too. Like, it's you you don't really have anything to really worry about yet. A lot of the players that make the most money right now aren't here long term. Like you mentioned, right. Tyler Johnson. Like yeah. you know, Nick Felino and Corey Perry, yes, they're overpaid, but they're overpaid for a reason. It's only for a Just, year. All you gotta do is fine. go on cap friendly and see when all those contracts expire. There's an obvious timeline here. It's gonna be all right. Let's not sweat contracts, especially on this not, early in a in a year one of a rebuild season. You won't need to sweat contracts until after the Blackhawks sign William Nylander and Leon Dreisaitl in consecutive <laughs> summers. Then we can worry about the contracts. All right. All right. McBacon interpaid $5 to say he was being sarcastic ah. about ah, his okay. contract. Right. So we, there you go. Use the sarcasm you. font next time, please. <laughs> All right. Let's yeah. get back to this game, and let's get back to Connor Bedard and his uh, great play, uh, so much so that I'm going to crack a beer after this game. And Mario, when I do, which direction should I turn? For a beer. Which direction do you turn? What kind of beer should I drink? Oh. Do the Goose Island read. <laughs> well, I, I, I know what it was coming up. I was just like, I don't know if you need to like face west or something. When I was just leading you into the read. Oh, okay. Well, as long as you're not slurping them this time, uh, you can open them in any direction <laughs> you want. Uh, yeah, Goose Island beer. Choose oh, it. Oh, thank you. Choose it. You can, you can drink it facing north, south, east, or west. Uh, and they are the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO. They have been Chicago's beer since 1988. And whatever direction you're facing, you can choose from any of their year-round beers, like the Full Pocket Pills, the everyday beer that the Goose Island beer brewers are drinking. I hear that one's best taste, uh, best tasting while facing south. Uh, the entire family of Beer Hug IPAs, those ones go to the north the best. Uh, you have the 312, the wheat ale, the staple of their year-round loca- uh, rotation. Uh, those can go east and west. And with Christmas coming up, you have the Christmas IPA hitting shelves soon. And it is basketball and hockey season. So you got the Bowling Goose and the Blackhawks Pale Ale to choose from, among many others. You can grab all of these ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park. Or you can go to their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Again, that's the Goose Island Beer Company. All directions, Chicago's beer. There you go. Good stuff. That's what I'll do. Thank you for the recommendation. I was truly confused as to what to drink after the show. You're welcome. Um, and, you know, I might make a sandwich, too, because it's been an hour since I've eaten, and that's way too long. That's a long time. <laughs> so I'm going to make it with Hero Bread. Hero Bread is a low-carb option. Perfect to fit your lifestyle or dietary constraints. Their founder, Cole Glass, not Cody Glass, baked 100 muffins per day. That's a shitload of muffins. He never sent me one. Seriously. Before he found the perfect blend that fit his allergy constraints, that's what pushed him to start Hero Bread. Now, you've probably tried 
low card or air quotes healthy bread in the past and said, this is trash. I'm not doing this ever again. Well, let me tell you, as a fat guy, I had hero bread and I didn't even know until after I'd eaten it that it was any sort of specialized or dietary bread. It was absolutely soft, fluffy, delicious. I loved it. It is high fiber and has an ultra low net carb and or zero grams of sugar per slice. They make sliced breads, buns, and tortillas that are available at Hero.co and Amazon. They have fewer calories than the leading national brand, 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Now, here's what you do. You go to Hero.co and use the code CHGO, and you will save 10% on Hero Bread. It is such good stuff. I promise you, I would not lead you the wrong way. I would refuse to do this read if it was crappy bread. I promise you that. So go to hero.co, that's H-E-R-O dot C-O, and use the code C-H-G-O to save 10% on your first order of Hero Bread. It's really good. You're going to enjoy it. I promise. We also enjoyed, despite the loss, two more insane Conor Bedard goals. Just absolutely unreal goals from Conor Bedard. And, you know, I talked about, I mentioned this to uh, you guys during the game, that first one that he scored where he lifts a stick and of uh, of Kevin Stenland and then just looks away from Bobrovsky and just roofs a shot right over his shoulder. It's insane. Much like Kale McCarr has made Kirby Doc famous for being victimized on a highlight, <laughs> uh, young uh, Kevin Stenland will be featured on Conor Bedard highlight yeah. films for the rest of his life. Congratulations, Kevin Stenland. You are now... Uh, Connor Bedard famous. He's been Kirby'd. <laughs> Do you think that that Kirby Doc latest knee injury was just him rewatching that highlight? His oh, knee went, oh, yeah. I'm out. Uh, just remembering that that happened. To him. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it was, hard it to forget because it's on all the time. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure it's on a commercial for like, like ESPN or something like. Yeah, I think it's on that. Is this the golden age of hockey? Yes, NHL that's commercial? what it is. Yes. Yeah, he's been immortalized. His, yeah, his yeah. I mean, that's Jock is still up in the rafters. That's going to uh, be a, a highlight for Bedard on his highlight yeah. reels for years. Kevin Stenlin, uh not having a great season series against the Hawks. He's going to be glad that they don't have to play him They're again done. until the yeah. Stanley Cup final. Done with him. Uh, because <laughs> if you remember last week, he tried to take a run at Jared Tenorti, and Tenorti just stood his ground and. Dumped him on his ass. Gave him the stiff arm. Just like, yeah, get off of me. Like, don't do You that. are like the buzzing of flies to him. <laughs> and then today, he just gets embarrassed. And then, not even looking at the, not even looking at the net. Just, yeah, because Felino was there. Like, Felino was ready to take yeah, a he, pass. Yeah. If, if Bedard wanted to make it. So, Bedard looked over and was like, nope, I'm just going to put it right over your shoulder. Absolutely roofed, insane. <laughs> and Bobrovsky... Was like I, I don't think Bobrovsky realized he had either shot it or scored yet because he was still kind of down. He was down and like yeah. looking around as the as Bedard starts celebrating. I think he was trying to maybe go for a poke check or something, but it was too late. <laughs> was, yeah, I don't. The, the, I, I, he had already scored. I just think as we've seen from teammates, opponents, and goaltenders all year is I can't believe the puck got here this quickly. Mm -hmm. Felino had a good quote post game yeah. saying that. He's seeing the game slow down for Connor Bedard, and it's scary. Yeah. Scary for 31 other teams. I'm yeah. not, this is not hyperbole. I have not seen a goal like that where someone can steal the puck and instantly put a shot, top shelf, perfect aim, almost along the goal line without, with very little effort or very little luck. Yeah. It was exactly what he wanted to do, it's and crazy. he did it exactly how he wanted to do it in the blink of an eye. 
Like I think was that the one where Vossers is like, how did he yeah. do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, how did he do? Yeah. How did he do that? And there's things you see. Like we were talking about this in the pregame. The the two on one goal he scored with Felino the other day that John Bucigross tweeted out and a bunch of people tweeted out where he turns his stick upside down, backhands the pass to Felino. There's stuff he's Fire doing poker. that the naked eye doesn't even recognize no. in yeah. real time. You have to you have to see all the multiple angles to really appreciate all the little things that he's able to do to make what he does special special um and yeah like like felino said like the game is starting to come to him like it and we talked about it early on in the season you know going through the preseason seeing him kind of feel frustrated that you know his only goal was an empty net goal for a while and then you know he gets the goal in the opening game and then a couple couple games go by and he's got a ton of chances and they're just not falling and he just needed <clears throat> that little bit of confidence that okay, I can do this at the NHL level, and then boom, the floodgates have opened. If you, if not for a half a millimeter offside play against Boston, yep. he would have nine goals in his last eight games. Like he's he he is living up to now the special player that we all uh, expect him to, expect him to be when he was when he was coming in when he was drafted and get to the start of the season, a 56-goal pace as an 18-year-old. Like, that is something that's, – that's special. He's a point-per-game player right now. Point-per-game player. Like, he's – Nine goals in 13 games as he's, a teenager. He's, he's able to do so many different things. And as much as he says, like, oh, I'm not just a shooter, it's like it's the best thing he can do is, is his goal-scoring ability. Yeah. And he had this – he had this quote after the game. This is from Mark Lazarus. He says, uh, that's – on, on being more aggressive. He says, that's just something I said to myself to be more assertive and be more aggressive in that way. Of course, I want the puck, and sometimes you've just got to go and get it. If Connor Bedard is unlocking that fuck you, I'm going to do it mode, 31 other teams, you're screwed. Sorry. Yeah. Enjoy the next 15 years. It's going to be It's going to be great. I can't, I, I can't wait to see this kid's career. Yeah, he loves to say that, oh, I'm not just a shooter. I ain't gonna be mad at you if you just are a shooter, though. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, you have already. If you want to try and break games. Ovechkin's eventual goal record, and that's your calling card, go for it. I, I don't mean, care. <laughs> he, he would always, you know, he's already got one of the best shots in the game. Yeah, like just that release is silly. It comes from anywhere. It's so quick. The accuracy he has to go short side under the bar. Not even looking at the net. I mean, it's it's. I don't think it's completely registered how silly that goal is. And it's he doesn't even need the puck to be the to be on the ice to score. And I'm watching now a yeah. super <laughs> slow mo replay of the second goal where he drives in on uh, Oliver Ekman Larson, another noted NHL bum like Nikita Kucherov, and the one we talked about where he the f- puck gets like flipped up and he kind of bats it out of the air. On this replay I'm watching, and if you want to look at it, Mark Lazarus just responded to it with a retweet and said this that wasn't midair. Yes, it was, Mark. Um, it almost looks like Bedard tried to flip it over Ekman Larson's stick. It almost looks intentional on the replay I'm yeah. watching. Uh yeah, where he, he's driving on Ekman Larson. Ekman Larson's got a step on him defensively. Not a step, but he's got the angle on him. So yeah, Ekman Larson's got a good, stick good, out. Good angle. So Bedard it. with his backhand flips the puck over Ekman Larson's blade, and then while the puck is six inches off the ice, bats it into the net. It's unbelievable. And even if he didn't mean to do that, the ability to adjust to the puck deflection in real time as the puck is in the air and shoot it into the net is, it's just, it's, I I haven't seen stuff like this. Even if it's not in the air, 
that puck is on its very edge yeah. and it's it's flipping and he still is able yeah he's to, shooting the flat side of the puck yeah he's still able to shoot it in a way that one of the you know elite goaltenders in the league Sergei Bobrovsky has no shot at it like it's it's incredible the the, the things he's able to do um at such a young age it's so early on in his career so it's just whether it's you know don't don't let you know the facts and physics get in the way of a good story that puck that puck was six <laughs> feet in the air for all for all for all that matters um but it's, it's just it's just impressive puck. yeah very ambulatory, ambulatory yes. puck yeah uh he was able to, to score anyway so i mean yeah it's i i, I think this is all the the hype and excitement and all of last season we are now seeing exactly why we all got super excited for it for, for him to be here you know there are still some there are still some glaring holes in his game sure and again 18 year old but his work ethic and his desire to be yeah. the best all-around hockey player ever those things over time are <laughs> not only going to improve but they may be eventually become strengths to his game yes. oh you don't think i could win a face-off Cool. Next year he wins. He wins fifty eight percent of his faceoffs. Like, yeah. If you think Counter Bedard's gonna be a thirty percent faceoff guy the rest of his career, no. there's no chance. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. No. He works. They, he works so hard that his teammates yell at him to get off the ice. <laughs> he met Luke Richardson in a gym this morning at six thirty on a game day. Yeah. Like he is the hardest working guy in the team, and it's not for show. It's not the I'm JJ Watt. I have a camera near me. Look at me, sort of a thing. It's I'm going to go out there and do smart, everything I can to become the best player I can. I like JJ Watt. I've come around on JJ Watt, but yeah. he does he no, does I know don't. how to find a camera. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it, it is he is obsessed with being the best. And I think if as you look at this season with him too, when he's challenged, be it Brad Marchand getting in his face, Matthew Kachuk getting in his face today, the Dmitry Kulikov hit on him today. Yeah. Where other players might shy away from it or hold back, it almost seems like it pisses him off, <laughs> and he wants to stick it to him. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that um, I keep forgetting the guy's name who we posterized. Kevin Stenlin like face washed him during the game today, and Bedard's like, "Okay, all right, cool. You do you, man. You've, I'm gonna." You've, it was you've now been too. posterized, right? Like he takes it personal. And look, he says all the right things. He's not controversial. How many times have we seen him this year already score a goal and just stare down the opposing crowd? Oh, yeah. Or put the sword. He's feeling it. Yeah. He's got some swagger. Yep. He's he, feeling it. Yes, exactly. He he is a competitor. He wants to be great. And when you have a player with that burning desire to be better than everybody and the natural gifts he has, it's he's going to be – he's already great. It, it's, he's going to be unbelievable. I all the hype, all the pre-draft stuff, all the things we heard about him coming in, They've all been verified so far, and just wait until he closes the gap on the defensive game and the oh, faceoffs. Yeah. Look the f out. As as YouTube Gmail says, um, it is <laughs> <laughs> love those burner accounts, yes. baby. So Smash for his, that like button for his size, his game is surprisingly complete, and not only being a quote unquote undersized player, being a teenager, like he's he is arguably one of the best players in the NHL whether you want to say top 50, top 100, whatever. He is he has the tools to be one of the best players in the NHL as a 18-year-old. And that I, I feel like that cannot be overstated because that is so few and far between. Mm -hmm. Alex Ovechkin when he was a rookie was 20 uh, when he got into the, when he got into the NHL. Um 
Connor McDavid was 18. Austin Matthews was 18. We talk about these players that are in the upper echelon of the league now. Um, Kale McCarr was in his 20s as, as a rookie. Um, it is very rare to see an 18-year-old be able to step into the NHL and have that kind of impact uh, in, in, in the league. And it's, it's impressive. I, I really, really hope that we all enjoy this because time goes by so quickly, but that we all enjoy this player being here in Chicago and having the ability to, to, to watch him play. And I don't want Chicago sports landscape to be spoiled on Bedard uh, just because of how close it's coming off of the, the previous, you know, run of the Blackhawks, like, to be like, oh yeah, of course. Well, to be expected, you know, like, like the freaking Packers having Brett Favre and, yeah, and Rodgers. Right, like, right. no, you you need to enjoy the players when they when they come through your town. And and I really hope, you know, today, especially on a non Bears Sunday, I hope a lot of people in Chicago are watching this game and and really appreciating uh, Bedard. And I hope thirty one other fan bases were watching this game and wetting their pants because. <laughs> The more the more they the more that they get upset and salty that he's in Chicago, and the more that they, you know, boo him in other in other cities and everything, the more it not only makes us feel better as fans because it's just like, oh, okay, well, this wonderful thing that he can you know that he can bring to to hockey in Chicago is going to be more enjoyable. He's also hearing it, and it's going to fuel him, and he's going to keep sticking it in your face every time he comes to your town, and then when you come into Chicago to see him play specifically, even though you, you know, bought your ticket and you, you, you say, I want to see Bedard play. Uh, and then, you know, you boo him when he's on the ice, he's going to stick it in your face again, no matter where you are, Bedard's going to get you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Kevin Malloy. First time listener, religious CH Joe White Sox guy. And figured I'd just pay a visit. Well, welcome in. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Welcome into a, a team that has some hope. I know you're not used to it, but we'll, <laughs> oh, be we'll nice, Joe. It's the first time. Where, where am I lying? Go White Sox. That's not a shot. I wish the White Sox were good. Luis Robert and the rest. It would help us if the Sox were good. Yes. I'm not. Yeah. I, but there's it would help not a lot everybody of hope if the on the south side good. of Chicago right now. That's not a shot. That's the truth. Sorry. Quote from Luke Richardson post game. Uh, this is from Ben Pope, quote, Bedard was our only guy really looking to attack and shoot, especially in the second period there. We had some chances and hung onto the puck to look for another play instead of just shooting it with some speed. So there he is calling out Bedard in a good way as the only dude yeah. playing in that aggressive style that he's been looking for over and over again. Coachable. Yeah. Wants to improve. Wants to be the best. Holy cow. And like we told our friends in Denver before last season, like you've, you feel like this is going to last forever, this run of success, embrace it, remember it, just think, Hawks fans, how quickly, now in hindsight, the 2010s went by. Yeah. You know, it Mm -hmm. was like, we thought it was going to last forever, then all of a sudden, it was gone. And they're not coming back for a while. So when you have something great, and you've got it here in Connor Bedard, enjoy every second of it, cherish every second of it, and just what's fun about the Bedard thing is that the best is yet to come. From him? Yeah. The best is yet to come in terms of his teammates and of the team. You are at the very ground floor of this thing, and it's only going to get better. It's just awesome. Hop on the ride. Yeah. As, as the kids say. I like that. Yeah. Uh, a couple more super chats we should get to real quick, right? Sure. Oh, you got the thing ready to go, Steven? Look at oh, that. Yeah. Love it. Never know when you'll need it. We haven't used that graphic in a no, minute. Yeah. No. We should get that on a shirt one of these days. Yeah. 
Doesn't sell. Um, like Baconator already clarified the sarcasm. We got you on that one. Days ago. McLovin says, might I add, Bedard is doing this great already against hard opponents. Imagine what Firm he'll opponents. do against the teams not <laughs> slated for the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. Well, we're going to find out yeah, soon. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. S- oh, man. When do they play the Sharks? When do they play the Coyotes? God. I don't know, man. The Sharks are like the hottest team in the league right Apparently. now. Apparently. Back-to-back wins. That's, Hawks don't even have back-to-back That's true. Back no, that's off, true. all right? When are the Oilers coming to town? <laughs> yeah, when are those crap-ass Oilers and their new coach and same really shitty GM coming yeah. to town? Chuck Knobloch. When's he going to be here? <laughs> don't sit on the first-base side. <laughs> Mr. Koala says, you guys nervous about lottery position? No. 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 Thank you for your four ninety nine. but we're, we don't – we're just – We we haven't done a tank spin this season. I don't think we're going to. We made to. This, this disclaimer in the offseason. We are not talking about lottery position during the season. The Blackhawks are closer to the wild card than they are to the lottery right now. Right. So we're talking about playoffs, Mister Koala. Yeah. We're 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 getting our playoff tickets ready. <laughs> That's, yeah. right? We're seeing if we can get a CHGO takeover for the first Stanley Cup final game. All right. By the way, um, the shooting attempts in this game, shot attempts, were sixty to thirty-two in favor of the Panthers. Not worried. They're going to be no. Right they're going the to be in the belong. lottery. I'm not worried yes. at all. And and the, and the the top of this draft, while it's not heavy with elites. It is pretty well populated with players that are going to be pretty darn good. So if they if they win it, wonderful. If they're fifth, you're going to get a really darn good player. Yes, and uh, Lebowski five with a five dollar super chat says it is stupid of me. Is it stupid of me to really want Bedard to be cleared by the medical staff and clear percussion concussion protocol after that hit? Uh, uh, he popped right up. He didn't look out of sorts concussion at all. Protocol. He played the whole game. Yeah, I, I don't. I think he's fine. He and, just, and I think trust me, I'll tell you this: if the Hawks game. spot anything like that, or the spotter spot anything like that, they're not going to mess around with Connor Bedard. No. It, like, if anything, they're going to be more cautious with him, not less. Yeah, I think yeah. that looked more like he got it on the chin, than you know, hitting the head. He kind of went face first into the board. <laughs> yeah. As opposed so to getting I mean, rocked yeah. in the head or hitting his head on the back of the ice, anything like that. It's not. Um, it's not good. No, but, but the it fact was definitely that he, scary. The fact that he popped up and, and I mean, didn't miss a shift. There was a reason okay. that Nick shift. Foligno took his stick, hooked Kulikov down yeah. to the ice, and said, "I will not." Real demand. <laughs> it wasn't because he, you know, it was a tickle fight engaged between the two of them. He yeah. said that looked that looked scary. Our best player might be down, and by the time he got to him, he was already back on was, his feet. Yeah. Was there a wrestler that used to have a two-handed choke slam? Because that's what Nick Foligno was doing. Yeah, that was it, but my ch- favorite part of that of the Bedard game, all game, not the goals. This is the fact that like during that after that whole thing was going on, you know Matthew Kachuk, one of the biggest, you know, I say this as a term of endearment, rats in the league, mm-hmm. goes up to him and like shoves him and tries to do his thing, and Bedard's like. Yeah, whatever. He's cross-checking, what him, he cross-checking he's, him at his hands. He's just like, all right, what, whatever, man. That. I'm not scared of you. I've got two goals today. How many you got? Yeah. All right, let's get into the Felino, uh Kulikov, Bedard thing after a break here. But first, I need to place a, a legal sports wager. Do you want to know which direction should I head? Which direction should you place your bet? Your bet? Yes. Yeah. First, you download the Circus Sports app. Then you face Northeast. Uh, is this 36 a, degree is, angle. Which direction should I head? Like a weird turn of phrase? That's pretty common, isn't it? I knew what you were Point saying. Point me in the right direction? Point me in the right direction. Which direction okay. should I head? Yeah. I mean, I, I still imagine a compass, but I get what you're saying. It's a very common term of phrase. But change the poll. Get rid of the four star and say, is that a weird term of phrase? Kids these days. Anywho. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Hey, uh, Circus Sportsbook is now live in Illinois, and you should download their app. Why? Because they're better than all the other apps. We're better than you. That's the read. All right, know. no, there's more. Why are they better? Well, they have tight money line splits and a low hold model. Games will strive to be at a minus 110 split on the Circus Sports menu, menu, unlike other sports book, which may use minus 115 or minus 120. What does that mean for you? It means more money in your pocket when you win. And when you win, they're not going to try and limit you like other sports books. Circus Sports does not limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who like to limit their players when they start taking all their money. We encourage bet- They encourage bettors to uh, download and explore all betting apps available, and then you're going to come back to Sportsbook because they have to Circus Sportsbook because they have the best lines out there. Plus, their customer service puts them over the top. There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, unlike other books who use. The chatbots. The chatbots. They are the the Dmitry Kulikovs of the (laughs) sportsbook world. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa Sportsbook at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. You know that giant one with the pool and all the people watching? That's them. Those are the people that take a break from the pool to answer your question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So download the Circa Sports app at circasports.com slash Illinois dash app to sign today. Once again, that's www.circasports.com slash Illinois dash app, A-P-P. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER, text G-A-M-B to 833-234, or visit areyouwinning.com. Com. Love the comment from Alan Kay. It says, the Circa commercial during the game, the spokesman looks like Biff from Back to the Future 2. Like a casino <laughs> owner. He kind of does, yeah. He's, he's, he's got, got his got hands the, on the Gray Sports Almanac. Yeah. I wonder who Biff in Back to the Future 2 is based on. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. Anyway, uh, we are proud to welcome uh, a Chicago institution, Empire Today, here to CHGO Sports. And with Empire Today... Nice. You get to shop <laughs> at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation, and a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have people trying to be like them, but they cannot beat Empire on quality, service, or speed. So they advertise low-quality products that, they, that Empire simply will not carry. They will not promise you the lowest prices at Empire because anyone who does that is putting bad flooring in your home. You don't want that. This is a big investment. Mm -hmm. You want to buy your home. You've got your 30-year mortgage. You want to put new floors in once. That's it. You want it to be good, and you will get that from Empire. You can use their virtual floor designer. You can see how your new floors will look in any space. Just snap a picture and instantly see how new floors will look in your room. And uh, shopping for floors at a big box store can be frustrating. You might talk to someone today who is working in plumbing yesterday. Flooring is all Empire Today does. They live and breathe flooring, so you can be confident you're getting honest, upfront advice. Schedule a free in-home estimate today. All CHGO listeners can receive $350 off when they use the promo code CHGO. Restrictions apply. Visit empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. Again, $350 off at empiretoday.com slash C-H-G-O. It's a lot All of right. savings. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's good stuff. Floors are expensive. 
Save money on floors. Mm-hmm. Go get good ones from our friends at Empire today. All right, so the other counter Bedard angle of this game we talked about a little bit before the break is after he scored the two goals and kind of gave it to the Florida fans a little bit, uh, took a hard hit along the boards from uh, defenseman Dmitry Kulikov. After seeing it about 15 times, it was a hard hit. I don't necessarily think it was a dirty hit. Bedard did kind of turn his back to him after the hit was made. Uh, It looked bad. And I said in real time, someone has to get him about Kulikov as soon as that hit was made. And there he was, number 17, as he has been all year. Sticking up for his Sticking up for a teammate. And look, like we have talked long and at length about the stupidity of fighting after a clean hit. That one is borderline. Oh, yeah. Nick Foligno does not have time to replay the thing in his head and decide, was that clean or not? Especially with Connor Bedard, if he gets hit like that, there must be a response, and you live with the power play. I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and I thought there was going to... I thought there was a call on Kulikov coming. Yeah. So I thought, okay, at best, you you're you wash it out and, you know, you, go, you get incidental uh, penalties called on the play. But, you know, the... The, the hook and the roughing four-minute uh, power play that the Blackhawks had to kill off, uh, it's, it's hard to give up, but they killed it off, so it's fine. Um, but that is absolutely the response you would want to see from a play like that. That pro- I mean, honestly, I mean, it should have been called. I, 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 think, I, I think that is a, that is a hit from you know, behind, rough, rough up on the boards. I think it... it it's borderline, sure, but I think it tends more to be more towards the fact that that probably should have been called than not. Well, and um, I think roughing gives referees a lot of leeway in that too. Yeah, it's it's a very, yeah, it's a very ambulatory yeah. call, vague vague call. Um, is that not how the word goes? I don't know. Whatever. I'm just. My I don't word. even know what it means. It's my word of the I just year. Like saying it. Um, so yeah, Felino jumps in and and sticks up for him. And after after seeing too many times this season, um, where you know, player gets gets roughed up or gets cheap shot or anything like that, and nothing happens in the immediacy after. We've all started saying like, "Hey, someone's you got to do something." You know, it's it's not. We're not saying go out there and just goon it up for no reason. Like you've been given reason. Teams are starting to take runs at some of your players, and you need to you need to have a response. And I think if you if you continuously are saying, oh, well, we score on the power play, that's our response. Well, okay, but you have to score on the power plays. And the Blackhawks don't have a great track record of being able to do that so far this season. So, on you know, teams are going to take a shot at you and say, okay, we'll live with, we'll live with the, the two-minute or four-minute or whatever power play we have to kill because we know we can kill it. If you can, if you can take a run at a player and get away without any, you know, any repercussions and be able to keep the team off the score, scoreboard – Teams are going to do that. So the the more that you don't let that happen to you, uh, the the better the game is going to to go for you, and and the less teams are going to be able to say, you know, less individual players are going to say, do I want to make this hit and have to face Corey Perry or Nick Foligno or Jared Tenordi getting in my face, shoving me to the ice, and and punishing me for taking a hit on Bedard or Kurashev or whoever it is. Well, that's the thing is, and it's not quali- quantifiable, right? Like. I don't know, like Brandon Bullock was on the bench when Rafi Torres laid out Marion Hosa. Yeah, this isn't to say that you need a, this isn't a, we need Ryan Reeves so this shit doesn't happen because that's a myth. But it's. But it also is. You need to show some. But you don't know, like, uh, who are they playing next? Sorry. 
Uh, who's Tampa. next opponent? Tampa. They play Tampa. Tampa watches a game film. They see Bedard get hit hard. They see Nick Felino answer. So maybe one of the guys dressed for Tampa next game's like, eh, you know what? I got a shot at Bedard. I'm not going to take it or I'm not going to make it as hard because I don't want to have to deal with somebody in my face right away. Right. You can't quantify whether or not a guy decided to not do something because he saw a consequence earlier, right? And for better or worse, hockey culture is what it is. And that shit matters to mm-hmm. the players on that team. That's the sort of stuff that brings a team together. Is it dumb? Does it actually do anything? I don't know. Probably. But those dudes that bleed and sweat and work every day of their lives together, it matters to mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So to see that response that brings a team together and makes guys closer, and guess who knows that? Nick Felino knows that. Oh, yeah. He knows it. it he knew exactly what was going to happen on that. He knew he very likely going to get a penalty, but he was like, F that. I can't let our best player completely get run game after game. People have to know there's going to be a consequence. It was, in a weird way, it was refreshing to see not only Felino, but also Reese Johnson was right there, too. Yeah. It was just Felino was the first one to get his hands on Kulikov. Like, at least knowing someone was going to respond was good. Yeah, two, two points on that. On the whole scenario, uh, Tony Granado said a couple of times uh, in intermission about, hey, that needs to be a penalty on on the hit first. Cause that's one of your star players, and the league's got to protect him. Like, if Kulikov, I mean, it, I know it's a little early in his career, but if Kulikov has that same exact hit on Conor McDavid, you know he's getting a penalty. Well, or yeah. Austin Matthews. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or Kale McCarr. So... I mean, it should have at least been four on Felino, two on Kulikov. But by the way, just to be clear, because a couple people mentioned it, the four, one was, was for hook the hook and a roughing. It's, yeah. yeah, and the rough. It's because yeah. he hooked him. He hooked to him down to the officially ice. end the play yeah. and then tried to turn his face in the hamburger. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. Mm, hamburger. Hamburger face. <laughs> face burger. So, uh, face burgers. <laughs> it was good to see, and then. The Blackhawks killing off that four-minute penalty, like the last 15 seconds or whatever, wiped out because Murphy drew yeah, a penalty. Yeah, Murphy drew a penalty, but he's overpaid. But uh, <laughs> the fact that you went out and then killed it, that's what bonds it even again. Yeah. You saw yeah. your veteran leader in Felino say, I'm sticking up for our star rookie. And then the team was like, we got your back, Nick. They're not scoring on this power play. Yeah. And that makes that even more of a thing where everybody on the bench is now into it. Like, we've all got each other's back. We're playing as a team. We're pulling in the same direction. And when you have a team that starts doing that and believing in each other, it's gonna it's gonna shrink that talent gap that's that's yep. that's available. For each other. So look at look at the Seattle Kraken last year. Should they have beaten the Colorado Avalanche on paper in the first round? No. But you had 18 guys pulling in the same direction. They were able to pull off the upset. We saw it with the Blackhawks so many times last season where they are playing a team far superior to them, but they are in it to the very end. Yeah. Like today. Yep. Um, they were an inch away from tying that game. Yeah, that and close. so you have that. That's the kind of response you want to see. Now, if you watch the uh, Toronto Maple Leaf Vancouver Canucks game like I did last night because that was an intriguing game as hell. Um, everybody is saying, you know, the last couple of weeks how, how the Maple Leafs got it. They're soft. They get pushed around. They got to respond. The whole Brad Marchand thing. Ryan Reeves gets scratched last night because he's bad. And uh, the, the Canucks had two hard hits in the first period. Mark Giordano at 40 is fighting after a clean hit. And then our guy, Max Domi, fights after another clean hit. Both get instigator penalties in the first 
period. So they take 34 minutes of penalties in the first period to show their response. And then the Vancouver Canucks scored on both of those power plays. That's, I mean, the Maple Leafs went on the win that game. Mm-hmm. But that's not exactly the response you want. If you're going to respond and stick up for your teammate, kill the penalty. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just doing, you're well, doubling down on the damage. And I think those guys were also, Domi and Giordano, probably are going into that game saying, as soon as I get a chance, yeah, I'm tired I'm fighting of hearing someone. about it on, on social media. Yes. I'm tired of reading about it in the paper. You want a response? I'm going to give you your effing response. Get off my back. And as yeah. soon as forced, as soon as Kulikov hit Bedard, he knew. Yeah. He knew someone was going to be coming for him. You sh- yeah. You, and he should. So. And that's that's part of the precedent that needs to be set by the by the team. Right. Whereas the Maple Leafs, so many times things happen, nothing happens. That's why well, they it's, continue it's cuz Ryan Reeves is on the bench when it happens. Uh, and, lucky and, for and, if only I could get on the ice. And they're yep. lucky that he's there <laughs> for <laughs> 58 minutes of the game. Yeah, even though in that game he had a minute on the ice with Brad Marchand. Yeah. Well, but I don't know. Can't uh, catch him. Can't yeah. can't, can't was, punch what you can't catch. He was eating popcorn in the in the press box where he belonged <laughs> last night. Well, I mean, look, I this <clears> is and we heard Felino talk about this sort of stuff before. This is like we got to learn to play together. We got to learn to play for each other. And I've waxed poetic about him all year, but I just think like again, the perfect dude to acquire when yeah. you look at his resume. It, that that move is paid off big time. I'd be shocked if he's not back next year, if he's not extended. That'd be nice. Um, it's just uh, he has been everything they've needed and more. And, oh, by the way, he's playing pretty damn well, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's he's not some it's, plug out there that's just there for moral support. It's like when you have a dog who's like eight, nine years old, and he's starting to lose a step, and then you bring in a puppy in the house, and all of a sudden the older dog yeah. is like the full <laughs> life. That's Nick Felino with Connor. Yeah, right yeah. Now. There you go. That's a good one. Windy City Hockey says, uh, screw it, I'm buying a Felino jersey. Sure. I go think for it. The they thing are that available. makes Felino so effective is because he says these things, he says it to the media, you know he says it to the team, yeah. and then he does it. Yeah, he shows it. Backing he it says, hey, this is what we got to do. You don't believe me? Let me show you. Yeah. Well, and I, and I'll say and I'll say this too. Uh, following the players only meeting, following the uh, the Devils game, I believe that was, they got a win over uh, Tampa. Right, that was after the Devils game. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. win over Tampa and a, a hard fought, you know, outmatched game that was down to the wire against against Florida. Two teams that are, you know, superior to the Blackhawks. I like the response as as a team, and like you said, like as as a culture being set. I like the response. Uh, since then, and they're going to have another opportunity uh, later this upcoming week against the same Tampa Lightning again, who are probably going to have the same mentality that the Panthers had coming into this game of you're not beating us twice uh, in the span of you know seven to ten days. So it's going to be a, a tough game, and it's going to be on home ice this time. So hopefully the Blackhawks, uh, you know that this momentum that they've kind of built up and this you know cohesiveness that I think we're starting to see come together. Um, carries over into that game and we're talking about another hot hard fought game and, and good performance i think the more that that snowballs the better for this team and if you know lottery position be damned i'd rather this team and the young players that are around uh build up that culture and have those veterans have their job be done of instilling that mentality that uh you know the working hard working together as a team mm-hmm. playing within the system um, and it's just another another season of Luke Richardson's uh, you know name being written on on the DNA of this team and, and I think that that's 
in the long term, going to be a good thing. All right. We got a super chat we got to do. Then we got uh, we got to wrap up our segments before we get out of here. Uh, oh, yeah, we haven't done any segments. <laughs> I know we haven't done any. Uh, Teferi Toure, I hope I said that right. Captain Bedard is 5'10", 190. Built like an NFL running back. He's got he's not some punk and won't be phased by physical play. Yeah, he's he has been challenged and he has not looked the least bit nope. scared. He's, he's got he's got thighs Chuck to and Brad Marchand in his face and he does not flinch. He does not blink. Thighs to compare to Saquon Barkley, so you're not wrong there. Yeah, he is he's not some little flea. He's not a little guy. Um, all right, let's do Connor's corner first, and we can tell you how Connor Bedard did it, as if you don't know. <laughs> all right, Connor Bedard with two goals plus one did take a penalty in this one. 1954 of ice time, four shots on goal, a hit, a takeaway, one three, and lost six faceoffs. So there is Connor Bedard's game, but again, two absolutely dazzling goals uh, that we will be seeing. On Connor Bedard highlight films for a long, long mm-hmm. time. Yep. yep. Really solid game from him. All right, who's our four star? Do we have a winner? Yeah, we have a winner. It was a, a little bit of a runaway, and you're going to like who it was. Because, Excellent. Yeah, you already know. Seth Jones oh, yes. is the fourth star of the game. Well-deserved, terrific game for Seth Jones. Again, <clears throat> recapping, one assist, 25-37 of ice time, four shots, four hits, two block shots, and an absolute machine in the uh, second half of the third period, just doing everything himself. He was like, F this. I'm doing everything I can to tie this game. So congrats to Seth Jones. He should absolutely earn the fourth star of the game tonight, and he has. And then... You want to put that helmet on? The last thing we got to do is... uh, I had to get on the board, like I said, pregame. So I chose Connor Bedard for Who's Your Hawk. I'm glad that it didn't have the uh, reverse effect effect that it it usually does in that he does nothing. Uh... But yeah, Jay Jay picked Bedard for Hoosier Hawk, and then he went and did almost uh, everything for the Blackhawks. I love our helmet. I swear it's to God, this so thing awesome. this thing like makes me trip out. It like I think it like smashes my glasses and like kind of warps my vision. That that so I can only like, have it on for uh, a few minutes. That before like I, unprotected so nub in the middle like pushes right on your like soft spot in your skull, nub. stabbing my brain. Yeah, unprotected nub. Hashtag, I think that's a yes. fish song. Um, and it <laughs> stabbing like my brain. It pushes right on that nub. soft spot right in the top of your head. Messing yeah, with you. that's not comfortable. It is not comfortable, that's for sure. Yeah, but I'll take yeah. it. It's a well-earned victory. Glad to have it. Um, yeah, so now we're tied for last place again. Yes. <laughs> Actually, we're tied for second. Tied for second. Tied for second. Sounds for better. Second. Yes. Tied for second Sounds out better. of three. All right. Awesome, awesome stuff. Good job, Jay. And I do want to, Tom Quinn, uh, right there, top one there. Jay, can you give a shout-out to the St. Lawrence Vikings who made the state semifinals yesterday? Yeah, take that, Matt Bowen. Hey, cool. Yeah, they beat Matt Bowen's uh, ICC prep. I don't know. I can't. I don't know. ICC. There was an upset win by my Vikings. So ice. congratulations to think, St. Uh, beat ice. I think Adam Hoag's Carmel team took a rough Ooh, last no. second loss Ooh, yesterday, too. So, uh, yeah. Nice. Uh, state play. I am looking forward to seeing the uh, Thanksgiving weekend uh, state championship games with our own Casey Standelhard down there. That'll be fun. Yeah. Rocking the broadcast. She'll be the only cool thing in normal. <laughs> my, high school, uh, my high school in Wisconsin got uh, knocked out in the second round. They were the number one team in the state with the number one running back in the state, so that was a surprise. Upset? I used t- to live in normal, Jay. Tough one. Just saying. Now where do you live? Weird? Like I said. <laughs> Payless Hills, pretty much, uh, yeah. Not, okay. Not normal. <laughs> um, <laughs> we got a busy week this week. Um, yeah. We've got... 
Off day tomorrow. No yep. show. Tuesday, 2.30. Drew Camezzo, Blackhawks yeah. uh, goaltending prospect, will be joining us. And then Wednesday, we're back at 2.30. We'll do a Around the League Wednesday. And our pals, our buddies, our new friends, our new best friends in the whole wide world. Best friends forever. Uh, DJ Bean and Pete Blackburn from the uh, Great What Chaos uh, podcast on the All City Network. They're going to be joining us to talk all about NHL stuff and things. That's going to be a weekly thing going forward. We're going to have both or one of those guys on. So... uh, It's going to be a good time. And I have to say... Far less content we have to create. The highest compliment you could pay to a podcast is, I'm bummed out when they're off. Yeah. That's how I feel about what chaos. Yeah. I look forward to it every single day. Yeah, the fact that they have Friday off. Th- the they did a special show. They did an 18 minute uh, Oilers lose bonus episode. Yeah, wow. they had to well, react. I wanted a full episode <laughs> where they could react to Connor Bedard's four point game. Yeah, we got to get on oh. them about, about that a little bit. Yeah, there's stop. not enough Bedard coverage. Stop in this talking league, about the Bruins and the Oilers. There's yeah, no one cares about the yeah, Bruins. Yeah, they, they only had a two on two with them and Korchins- with them Korchinski and Bedard. They yeah, need, they need more. They need, Come on now. Yeah, all right. Yeah. But that's that's what's going on this week. Then post game on Thursday, off on Friday, pre and post on Saturday. Another it's afternoon a, it's game. A, it's a Saturday Sunday. It's yeah, a full weekend. Uh, pre and post on Saturday. Get that Steven pre game on Sunday. It's a ro- or Saturday. Saturday's a road game, uh, which means all of our great friends from Europe can I'll check bet, in. I'll yeah, bet another, in another matinee. <laughs> another matinee game. We have our friend. We got Hungary, Sweden. We saw someone from the UK here. Like, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's awesome. Uh, and so we welcome to the Penguins fan who found the the screen. Penguins fan who has a Rangers logo. Yeah, this is a very confused okay. person. You, they are need to. What they, we like to call here in Chicago a pudwack. Enjoy the yes. rest of your afternoon. Go back they to pudwack. Might stand. need to go into concussion. <coughs> anyway, hey, with all this busyness going on, it's not a better time than now to become a CHGO diehard. You can do that by going to allchgo.com clicking the Die Hard tab, and becoming one. And when you do, you're going to get a free shirt upon uh, sign-up from our CHGO locker. Or a hat. Or a hat. <coughs> Excuse me. Or a hat as well. We have a illustrious amount of hats uh, to choose from. You're going to get 20% off of merch at all times, 20% off of all of our events at all times. Uh, we had some. Uh, we, we had our final Bears uh, tailgate last, uh, well, Thursday. Yep. Uh, but... Be on the lookout for those next season. Again, for more Bears tailgates, we got uh, Blackhawks and Bulls takeover events. We had one for the Blackhawks a couple of days ago against the Panthers. Got another one coming up uh, February 25th. It is sold out uh, against the Detroit Red Wings, but uh, still, you know, be on the lookout for other uh, watch parties and such. The Bulls, Matt Peck, Bulls have a takeover this Friday. Friday. Bulls takeover. Who are they playing? Bums. And it's oh. the oh, it's the it's the Get the giant red floor. It's the pretend tournament game. I don't understand it. Woo. Get amped! Uh, come on out to the Bulls takeover. Uh, Going to be a ton of fun with uh, Matt and Will and Big Dave. Uh, and yeah, when you're a diehard, you save twenty percent on those events, uh, and you also get uh, access to our members' only, our diehard only Discord channel and access to premium written content that is uh, at times for diehards only, including yes. our uh, Blackhawks uh, rebuild report and other staples of the uh, allchgo.com website, all the good written content we have. Is your Blackhawks beat behind a diehard? It is. It is. It is again, once again, yep. behind the diehard wall. So become a diehard, get access to all of that uh, and more. 
and be uh, be a part of our CHGO community. All right, we'll talk to everybody Tuesday, 2.30. Drew Camesso will be with us. Wednesday, Pete and DJ from What Cast will be with us. Big it's week ahead. Very weird Coming person up. just stumbling into CHGO. our chat. What? <laughs> This this one cup in eighty three years is I'm very confused by it. Well, don't be. It's just a penis. We'll talk to you next oh, time on the CHGO the Blackhawks podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we all silly like the mayor. 